Well, good morning. Happy Friday to all of you. Today is Friday, December 4th. We're so glad that I'm so glad that you've joined us here in our living room and I have my Bible with me, as you can see right here, and I hope you have yours with you as well. And um, we're going to continue to talk about who I am in Christ. We're on lesson number 14, actually, or devotion number 14 out of 36. And um, so we have a lot of great stuff left. But today, uh, my topic is, I am free forever from condemnation. I am free forever from condemnation. Of course, when we think about that, we think right away about Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. I've crossed over. I've gone from life to death. There is no longer any death condemnation for me whatsoever. And this is very important in our, in our understanding for a couple of different ways. Because condemnation can come at us in two um, big ways. Number one, of course, eternal condemnation. And then also, secondly, temporal condemnation or in this life. So in eternity, number one, and in this life, number two, we have the possibility of receiving condemnation. But as believers, we no longer uh, are subject to that. And I'd like to talk about both of those, starting, of course, with free from eternal condemnation. Of course, you know this to be true from so many Bible passages, but if you just look over one page before in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 6, verse 10, we're going to start there in just kind of a quick Bible survey of no eternal condemnation. Romans 6, 10, it says, The death he died, that is Jesus, the death Jesus died, he died to sin once for all. See it there? Once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Uh, this is part of the way we understand the truth that says that um, Jesus died for our sins, past, present, and future. For all people, that's not to say all people have received that gift or appropriated it through faith, but nevertheless, God has, or Jesus has, died once for all, for all people, for all sins, past, present, and future, and, uh, and therefore those of us who access it by faith in Jesus Christ receive no condemnation. Now, here's another one. Um, Hebrews 9.12, turn over to the book of Hebrews, <clears throat> chapter 9, verse 12. Powerful verse. There's a lot in Hebrews about Jesus as the final high priest. This is one of those. Jesus nine or Hebrews nine twelve says he did not that is Jesus did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all once for all, by his own blood having obtained eternal redemption. So there again, just another uh, another biblical phrase, teaching us that Jesus has died for all sins for all people for all time. Again, that's not to say that everyone has accessed that. Um, those of us who by faith have accessed it receive the benefit of no condemnation. Uh, it's our job simply to receive the gift. The gift is being offered by Jesus on the cross. We're to reach out our hands, so to speak, uh, through faith and receive that gift, take it, and appropriate it for ourselves. Now, 
Uh, let's jump around again, this time to John chapter 3, the great born-again passage in which we get John 3.16. But in John 3.18, John 3.18, we find the truth of no condemnation again. John 3.18, whoever believes in him is not condemned. There it is. That's, that's our simple job, to access the gift by faith, by belief. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And this is a very precious, precious truth right here, that when we believe, we receive that salvation which guarantees no condemnation. And that's a gift, because we've already chosen in our sin nature, we've already chosen against God. In a sense, we can very, very much say that we have already chosen condemnation on our own. God doesn't hate anybody. He doesn't want to condemn anyone. But by His righteous judgment, He cannot accept sin and has to condemn sin. It's, he's the righteous judge. He has to condemn sin in our hearts. And so we're already condemned if we haven't believed in Him, if we've rejected the Son of God. And by the way, condemnation means sentenced to judgment. Sentenced to judgment, like a condemned criminal, for instance. You might hear in a movie, he was sentenced to the death row, or he was sentenced to a year in prison, or he was sentenced to community service, or whatever. Condemnation is that act in which we are sentenced, we are given the judgment. This is, this is what it will be, specifically. But for those of us who believe uh, in the Lord Jesus now, we don't have that sentence of judgment. For those who reject the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, uh, that sentence of judgment is already upon them. And by the way, that sentence of judgment eternally is hell. And hell is a very real place. Many Americans, even Christian, Christians in America, don't want to talk about this topic anymore. But the New Testament, through and through, talks about the importance of believing in Jesus Christ so that we might spend an eternity with God in heaven rather than separated from Him in hell. And why is hell such a painful place? It's because the place of hell is the place of separation from God. And to be separate from God is to literally constantly be in pain. It's not difficult to understand. And it's very real. Hell is a very real place where real people will go. And it's not a laughing matter. It's not, um, it's not an easy subject to talk about. But nevertheless, it's an important and true topic to talk about because God says so, and He says so throughout His Word. Turn over just a couple of pages in John chapter 5, verse 24. John chapter 5, verse 24 says, I, these are Jesus' words now, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. And that's a wonderful truth, that through faith in Jesus Christ, we can, we can travel the great crossover, right, from death to life, from destiny hell to destiny heaven, 
through faith in Jesus Christ. We're no longer condemned eternally. Same thing in 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. 1 John, I'll, turn, I'll let you turn there. 1 John 5, 11 and 12. It's one of my favorite memory verses, but I'll read it this time from the Bible. Give you time, a moment to turn there. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. It's all throughout the Bible. It's all throughout the New Testament. That when we come to faith in Jesus Christ, that condemnation is removed from us. That eternal condemnation, destiny, hell, is removed from us. And in its place is granted new life, eternal life. And that's the greatest story of all. And that's the great message of Christmas, isn't it? As we enter into Christmas, Christmas has no meaning, literally, if there's not salvation from hell. Think about that. To say as an American or as a Christian who doesn't understand the Bible, to say there's no such thing as hell is to strip Christmas of every ounce of its meaning. Because what have we been saved from? We've been saved from an eternity without God. So this is, this, is the primary, this is the primary and first point of what it means to have no condemnation as a believer in Jesus Christ. But let me now switch gears and talk about a secondary issue when we're talking about no condemnation. And that is that in this life, we have no condemnation slash accusation from the enemy. Okay, so we are now we are now above and beyond being accused by the enemy. We're we're that the accusation of the enemy no longer has power over us. The devil is a liar, and he's the father of lies, and he wants to condemn us and accuse us and impugn our character each and every day. In fact, the name devil means slanderer or accuser. And he's a liar in that role. John 10.10, of course, teaches us that. We love the promise of John 10.10 after the horribleness of the beginning of its verse. It says, the thief comes, that is Satan, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. He's a stealer, he's a killer, and he's a destroyer. Jesus says, though, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The enemy wants to steal your joy, kill your resolve, and destroy your faith, and lots more. He wants to do whatever he can to dissuade you to follow God. But we're free from the power of that accusation. We're free from, um, from the condemnation and accusations that he gives to us. We don't have to believe his lies any longer, you see. Because now we believe in God and His truth. But the enemy tries to whisper his lies into our hearts day in and day out by saying things like, you're not strong enough. You're not spiritual enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not clever enough. You're ugly. You're dumb. You're lazy. You're incapable, etc., etc. Those are all lies. Those are all lies. Don't listen to those lies. I used to tell my daughters as I was growing, as they were growing up, I used to say, never say I can't. 
Sometimes I'd ask them to do something. They'd say, oh, I can't do that, Dad. Or, or maybe I'd, they'd be working on their homework and they get to their math class or whatever. I can't do this. This is so hard. I can't do this. And I'd say to them, don't ever say I can't. Say to God, I'll try because I know that you've given me a lot of great talent. Well, we know that we're gifted at some things more than we're gifted at others. But let's never get in the, ha- get in the habit of saying, I can't do that. <laughs> because God's given us so much, we just need to find a way to access it. right? To say, I can't, uh, habitually, is to begin to fall prey to the lie that the enemy wants you to believe. That you're incapable. right? I can't complete my education and get my degree. It's too hard. I can't figure out my finances. It's too hard. I can't get a better job. I can't get out of bed in the morning. I can't, I can't, I can't. Stop saying I can't. Because saying I can't is the lie of the enemy. And so today, don't get up and say, and don't think about all the things that you can't do. Think about all the wonderful, amazing things that you can do that God has gifted you to do. And stop listening to the accuser. Here's a Bible verse that I absolutely just adore. Isaiah 54. Turn, everyone turn to Isaiah 54. I'm going to wait till you get there. Turn to Isaiah 54, and if you have your pencil with you, I want you to underline this verse and highlight it or put a big star by it or dog ear your page in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17 says, No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. (laughs) Don't listen to the accusations, right? Uh, No weapon forged against you can stand, right? Uh, You will refute every every tongue that accuses you and think think about the enemy who's trying to accuse you. You're going to refute it. You're going to deny that. Because this is your heritage, you servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is who you are. (laughs) You need to understand who you are. You're a new creation, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, you see. Not to be be filled with self-pity and discouragement. When we understand, when we understand who we truly are, that we don't have to listen to the enemy, that we listen to only God, and because God's our Father, and our Father's the one who gets to tell us who we are. And God the Father says, I have created you in Christ Jesus to do good works, to do great things. The enemy, the enemy wants you to think that it's time to give up, and that you can't, and that you're too dumb, too tired, too whatever. Maybe too ill. Tell the enemy, I don't want to be ill. I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, uh, healed. Uh, I'm going to be strong. In God. Now, what's going to happen to the accuser anyway? See, if you listen to the to the lies of the enemy, you're listening to someone who will eventually, eventually be judged. He's the one who's going to be judged. Now turn to Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. We're going to look at kind of the beginning of the end for the enemy. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 says... Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ. 
for the accuser of our brothers, that's the enemy, that's Satan, for the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night. In other words, he's up there telling God, you're such a bad dude, you're such a bad person, he's accusing you before God. For the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. In other words, God's in control, and he's in control absolutely of the enemy. The enemy doesn't have God's strength. The enemy's not divine. The enemy's not omniscient. The enemy's not omnipresent like God is. The enemy is a fallen angel. And here, he's getting hurled down to the earth by God's judgment for a time, and then eventually he'll be thrown into the lake of fire and eternally judged. That's the destiny of the enemy. And if you start following the enemy or, or fall prey to his temptations, you're following someone who will be eventually eternally judged. Not us. That's not our destiny. Our destiny is not in the same place as Satan. Our destiny is forever with God. Therefore, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Are you feeling? Are you feeling condemned or accused today or in these recent days? Are you feeling helpless and without power? Maybe you're giving in to some of those lies. Don't do that. Christian, don't listen to the lies today. You're a child of God with the power of the Holy Spirit, saved by the blood of Christ, born again, given a new nature. <laughs> the devil has nothing over you. So don't listen. And if you do fall into that a little bit, you fall into some of those temptations, then just confess it. Because that's our, that's our freedom. That's our opportunity to confess it before God, get that forgiveness, and carry on, day in and day out. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this topic. I love this topic, Lord, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, either eternally or temporally, Lord, e either in the future, in glory, or now, even in this life, we don't have to be condemned, Lord. So help us only to listen to your voice, and to your words in our lives. Give us this grace today, I pray. And Lord, I thank you for your true word that's taught to us from your word. God, I pray that as believers in Jesus Christ, we could stand together with pride and with confidence in your word uh, on this day, Friday, this glorious Friday that you've gifted to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. And I'm looking forward to Sunday. We're going to worship God together this Sunday. And don't forget, we have the the business meeting right after church for those who can come. And uh, uh, just keep your eyes on Jesus. Talk to you later.